welcome to That's a Chunky. This is Kevin here with James, uh, who is not leaving here worse off. And we are very lucky to be joined by Kiff Scholl, um, who you may know acting across from Will Forte on season three of I Think You Should Leave. Welcome to the show, Kiff. Thanks. Awesome and to be here. Thank you. And, and listeners at home, you might hear we have a very slight delay, but I don't think it's going to get in the way of what we're trying to do today. Um, so just be patient. Um, it might be good to hear a little silence instead of me um, filling up the air. Um, so uh, typically when we when we start these, um, we get a ton of great responses, just sort of finding out what the casting process was like for you, Kif. A lot of people um, audition for multiple roles. What, what was it like for you um, landing this role on season three? Uh, it's kind of funny, actually. I um, I uh, just recently signed with a theatrical agent, and so I was getting these kinds of auditions for the first time in my life, and we went right into a pandemic. And so all of a sudden, it's auditions from home, of course, and you have mm. to buy all your own equipment, and you you know, uh, and the turnaround is much faster. So uh, I got the audition and I got the sides and it was just part of the scene. And uh, it was the part where I smacked the back of my head. <laughs> and I reread this script so many times trying to figure out why the hell am I slapping the back of my head? I was like, is it an I had a V8 moment? I could have had a V8 moment, but in reverse, like, it, it didn't, I, in retrospect, I totally get it now. But at the time, I was like, why am I, am I mad at somebody? Am I, you know, it, I'm literally just trying to justify this weird stage direction. I actually have the script right in front of me because I want to read Ooh. exactly what it said. It says, uh, uh, yes, he goes, he smacks the back of his head where his ponytail is really hard so you can hear it. <laughs> <laughs> it's a great, it's a really great moment in the sketch. Respect to the brilliant writers. I love it. Oh, it's such a funny, I mean, in retrospect, it kills me. It kills me now. Uh, but I was like, you know, uh, why does it have to be hard enough that we can hear it? <laughs> but, it, you know, then I, so I did it. I did it on, well, I've, I'm skipping ahead, but um, so I, the audition was in October. I'm in like my room with my green screen and you know, send it off and you, you don't expect to hear back. Uh, but I was like, man, I show is so good. It would be a dream come true. But, you know, and I grew my hair out during the pandemic in the hopes that somebody would sing a goofball, long-haired dude role that like bikers would not be right for and rockers would not be right for. Little did I realize <laughs> what kind of role the guy was, but I, this is why I grew my hair out. So it was like this perfect, you know, uh, opportunity as so I really wanted it, but then I didn't hear back. And so then December rolls around and my buddy, my other, I have a long-haired friend, another dude and uh he's like hey we're talking auditions did you audition for this show where you had to smack the back of your head loud enough that they could hear it and i'm like yes i never heard back from them oh i wanted that so bad you did you, you you didn't get it either no i didn't get it either what the hell was that smacking the back of the head thing we're both like racking our brains and then the next day they called me and offered me the role wow i, I, wow. I was like i you know i clearly had ruled ruled it out by that point uh, so that was incredible. I mean, especially with the new agent, you want to impress your new agent by booking something cool. This is like for the ages, this show. I mean, my God. Yeah. And so uh, I just felt like, you know, if I die tragically in a plane crash tomorrow, at least I was on, I think you could, should leave. <laughs> like I can at least leave my mark on this planet. Um, so it sounds like you were familiar, <laughs> you're familiar with the show. Helpful. Uh, were were you familiar with the show yeah, when you yeah, were auditioning? But by, by the time I auditioned, I did. I had watched. I actually crammed the whole season. I had not watched it before that because the image of Tim holding the baby with his own head <laughs> was just repulsive. 
And I was like, whatever this show is, I don't think I would like it. <laughs> and thank God for this audition, because uh, then I just binged it and was like, please, please. Now, now it's one of my favorite shows. Uh, if not my favorite show, probably. So James, I think we have to uh, ask him what, what is so, favorite. Yeah, so they, they cast me in December and then, yeah. No, actually, keep keep going, and we'll find out what you're doing. I was afraid you would ask. After. I'll try to see if I can come up with an answer. Uh, uh, yeah, so I guess they cast me in December, and then it shot uh, maybe a week or a week and a half later, and then I had to just sit on it for you know five and a half months, six months, just because you're not allowed to talk about it. And I just was like, how do I prepare for this moment? This is, you know, I've had some fun roles on uh, Reno 911 and uh, I did a, a Be Cool Scooby-Doo voiceover. So I've had some really fun stuff, but this felt prestigious. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, uh, yeah, so uh, it, it was a rough six months <laughs> trying yeah. to stay quiet. Um, I could keep going. Feel free to interrupt me. I'm a bit of a rambler. Yeah, we we, we love the rambling. Um, but yeah, I do think ha knowing that you've watched the show. Well, I do want to interject really quickly. When I was looking at your screenshots the whole time, I was wondering whether um you had always had the ponytail. Um, because you had so many different looks on your website. Um, so it is amazing to know that you just sort of randomly grew it out ha. during the pandemic. Um, so that was super interesting. I was wondering, um, but yeah, we, we do have to ask as someone who's seen the show, uh, you have to pick a favorite, um, and, and no one will judge you. They're all great sketches. No, really. so do, do I pick from this season or from all? You could pick anyone run. I mean, cause I think my episode is my favorite. My, of course. I can't help it. I, <laughs> Uh, by the way, it's a t it's a ten page sketch. They cut wow. it down to three. There is so much good stuff that they cut out, and I actually think that it probably lost a little bit of like its over its welcome uh, potential. You know, uh, like um, I hope that it's one of the sketches that they someday release the full thing because. Uh, Tim, uh, not Tim, sorry, uh, um, Will playing the Tim role. Uh, <laughs> Will um, had this long monologue about uh, people smoking cigars of a certain length and referring to them by how long they take to smoke. Like, <laughs> Beth, she smokes a five-hour cigar, but she breaks it up over several hours, over several days. And, and he's, like, trapped under a car, you know, <laughs> while this woman is thumbing through his cigar photos. Wow. There's so many funny moments. I have a solution on how to get him untied, un, 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 uncaught. I'm like, I can get you out of there. And he's like, shut the fuck up. <laughs> One of the greatest experiences of my life is getting screamed at by Will Forte. It's, it's funny. I mean, he's the nicest man on the planet. <laughs> when can, you, you, when, oh, can you tell us what the solution uh, was? It's a real treat. He, he... No, they never. It, 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 I stuck my hand in dog shit before it, we ever got there. Uh... He wouldn't let me say it. Oh. <laughs> But it, it really, I have to say, the thing about the sketch that kills me, first of all, there's two long-haired dude sketches in the season, right? There's dog ears guy mm -hmm. who gets his <laughs> hair styled after the wrong magazine or uh, after the ad. And then, and then my sketch with Will Forte. And uh, I was like, I was trying to explain to like my family who some of them had never seen the show before. And I was like, somebody in every sketch needs to leave every sketch and in my sketch will needs to leave and then i arrive and i become the guy who needs to leave in his sketch right right, right. like yeah. <laughs> like i i it gets it gets really meta this season but uh i, I really 
I loved I loved the sketch, and I was really um, hope. Oh my God, the women in the beginning they they saw each other at an event, and there was a concert, and this woman sang. And so at the end of the sketch, it was there's supposed to be this song that she sings, and that while she's singing, he is still laughing at me and pointing <laughs> with this underscore of the music. Amazing. And he's like, "Did you really stick your hand in dog shit?" <laughs> It was very funny. And I will say, sticking your hand in a wet, moist brownie in the grass is pretty much the same as sticking your hand in dog shit. I was going to ask what it was. What was There's the almost no but... difference. I wanted to know, too. I was That was on my list of questions. Yep. Oh. Yeah, I definitely I got like, the vibe. Give me a paper towel. That's nasty. <laughs> I definitely got the vibe when I was watching the sketch that it seemed obvious that a lot had been cut. It was still really funny, and I love what they did with it. But yeah, I could tell there was way more to it. Yeah, um, so that's interesting that you you sort of said that. I, I would love to see an uncut sketch of that. Yeah, especially when, right, right. And I feel like I've, I've I've noticed it in a few sketches. You see actors sort of jump across the stage, like they're suddenly in a new location, and and you're like, I walked. Who cares? But uh, like, um, ah, shit, what was I gonna say? The, the ah, I lost it. <laughs> Sorry, That's I got okay. a little excited. Uh, yeah, the the sketches. Yeah, sorry. Um, there's too many. I, I can't. Oh well. That's okay, James. Let's let's. Uh, I let's will say, Will Forte is a saint. Yeah, I was going to ask about about with Will there. So, well, obviously, like he's uh, incredibly talented comedic actor uh but from what we know about the show it seems like it's very tightly scripted uh and like tightly directed um was there someone there kind of like giving directions as you're as you're going and at, at like uh, you know like editing any script at all as you're doing it was there any kind of like was will giving any kind of feedback at, or modifying it as it went or how did that go Uh, it's very strict to the script. If you paraphrase, they correct you. Um, mm. And Will Forte was off book for a 10-page script. Relatively repetitive, you know, because they like that bit slowly building, you know, the. <laughs> and he, uh, I don't think he flubbed a line. Wow. Like, just amazing. And it, it um, at first, I didn't see Tim at first, but everybody it was during the pandemic, so everybody had masks on. And I finally was noticed this dude wearing like not heels, but like uh, like uh, Converse sneakers, but in sort of feminine colors. Or I can't even remember what they were, but it was. I was like, oh, that's a bold, bold look. Uh, uh, and I like look up. I'm like, oh my god, that's Tim. All right, awesome, great. And he it turns out he's the director. And um, I guess the first AD was interacting with me at the beginning. They didn't really introduce themselves necessarily, and so. Uh, <laughs> we can edit anything. So, uh, all right. So, um, uh, so yeah, awesome. Thanks. <clears throat> so the script was nailed down. The blocking was not necessarily. And so at first I was like, I was on the same sidewalk as them. I like kneeled down and uh, you know, spoke to Will Forte right in his face. And then Tim appears and he's like, I think I want him across the street. Okay. And I was like, oh, okay, all right. I guess I'll be far away. I don't get to <laughs> spit in Will Forte's face. But um, uh, it was, other than once that happened, it was um, uh, really like by the books, um, following the script, um, uh, uh, the pounding on the sidewalk. That was Will. Okay. Uh, 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 he was like, you know, should I do something like this? And he just hit, pounded the sidewalk over and over for so long. I felt bad for his his hands, like that looked painful. But uh, yeah. but he's he was uh, he was totally gung ho. Um, uh, he was. Uh, we met in the in the dressing room beforehand, getting our he was getting his ponytail put on, and I was getting mine uh, slicked down. And uh, he must, he was like, how's it going? I will, oh, you're a ponytail guy. 
<laughs> and so he was very kind. Uh, we sat around most of the day and he, uh, 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 we were waiting. They filmed it at a woman's house who is both a therapist and a stripper. And so we were in a, a room with a stripper pole and pictures of her doing like really split legged poses on the, and, and she's my age, I think. Uh, and so she's progressed from stripper pole to therapist, but it was a fascinating, you know, to I'm hanging with my castmates in a room with a stripper pole and they were filming Fred Armisen's scene in the living room oh. of the house that we shot wow. uh, uh, outside of little insider insider that's, uh, that's information good. there. Uh, and so we heard the whole Fred Armisen sketch, which was side splitting. Yeah. I mean, it just listening to it, it was like a master class in comedy. Fred Armisen was just uh, a, a freaking pro. I mean, from what I heard. And uh, so that was pretty cool. I, we got to, it had rained that morning. So we were supposed to so but we had to shoot later so that the sun would come out and so he shot his scene first they were he was like oh no problem no yeah do it and so that was pretty sweet uh and then i have to say um, i'll finish my ramble um we shot all day by the time we got to my stuff which was last the sun was going down so they actually had to uh switch from sunlight to fake light from in the middle of my the middle of my stuff oh wow and um, uh, I did like two takes and Will Forte uh, at the end of my take, they were like, that's a wrap on Kiff. Will Forte jumped up from his seat across the street, ran over to me, shook my hand and said, if you are so funny. And Amazing. I washed it since. <laughs> <laughs> um, and, and really quickly, we have an enemy. It's Will Forte. It's, mcgruber for crying out loud <laughs> yeah well and i was i was gonna say that um it was will uh tim and fred armiston sort of all within one little area i mean that's quite a lot of sketch comedy um power to be right there oh i they, there's an old expression a rising tide raises all boats you could not help but do your best work opposite these yeah. actors I, Will Forte has been a hero of mine for years, so um, I have a, a quick question. So obvi obviously you have a real ponytail and uh, you kind of, I assumed, and you kind of confirmed that Will's was uh, fake. Uh, did you give him any advice about what it's like to have a yes. ponytail so that he could act more naturally uh, with it? <laughs> <laughs> I wish he'd asked. I'm not the kind of actor that can can push my agenda. Onto, I got to be careful because I'm also a director. I might slip up and give some advice and cross a line. But uh, you know, it is funny. Like the I mentioned the the two long haired sketches. They really are like coming at us, us long haired dudes, <laughs> who I'm a probably a temporary member of the group. But like uh, like. Um, really like, um, I love my, my favorite line of the sketch. He's like, do you know him? And he's like, no, why would I know? Him? Like all guys with ponytails. <laughs> I love that. It's and a I, funny line. Of course I play the ponytail guy who's like, oh, been there, done that. <laughs> it just absolutely slays me. Yeah. You're, like, like, your like delivery. Some secret club. Yeah. Your delivery is Look perfect. out for each other. Yeah, exactly. You sound like a guy who like would go to ponytail conventions in that <laughs> sketch, which is like just perfect for it. Um, do you do you remember what your uh, the first time you saw your sketch? <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah, I had. I was like all over the internet like what time of day is it going to launch are they going to launch all at once are they going to launch one at a time uh and so i was i mean i was sitting at my computer at midnight when i realized it was happening and i was alone <laughs> and i was like i thought it'd be great to like watch this with a big group of people but it's midnight i'm not gonna wait and 
I think, I mean, I mean, uh, I was crying. I was weeping, like just weeping the whole time, kind of. And then also kind of reeling in shock from the cuts, the major, I mean, a 10 page sketch cut down to three. <laughs> you're like, my mind was racing. Like, oh, they cut that line. I love that line. One of my favorite lines, actually, I had, um, uh, I say, uh, um, oh, well, I, I go, um, I can do whatever I want right which has become a meme since then yes. which is kind of crazy <laughs> but the full line is um uh the full line is uh i can do whatever i want it's a free country <laughs> and that for me was like one of the funniest lines well i thought for sure that would go viral and they got it That's... james james is actually famous Win for his memes and i think that would have been uh Oh, oh yeah, right that would have taken off. I mean, <laughs> as it is, the line the line is your delivery is perfect. And I, when we were prepping for this, or when I was prepping for this, I was looking and I realized that the you know each episode of the show is several sketches, and each but each episode still has an episode title. And this episode's title is that line: "I can do wow. whatever I want" Ma- with a period at the line. end. Which I think the period at the end of the episode title really like captures the way you state it in the episode. Is perfect. <laughs> you know, uh, Tim actually uh, directed me. I well, it's his job to direct me, but um, uh, he was um, uh, 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 he, like I said, I didn't know why I was back in the back of my head. And they didn't give me any direction at the beginning because I was off camera. I was just the voice off camera. And so I was kind of doing the, the you know, the Tim uh, uh, Robinson thing, the kind of belligerent, like, eh, you know, go, go F yourself kind of thing. <laughs> and uh, Tim comes up to me af- after I do my first take, which is kind of a medium or a, maybe the full shot, the wide shot. And he says, uh, that was great. That was great. Uh, let's do it again. I want you to be more um self-righteous and i was like i know what those words mean i can't picture how that works in this context and i'm just like don't panic breathe you'll get this this is what you've been training for your whole life deep breaths so i said so don't yell (laughs) and he goes right right i'm like okay okay all right and I should maybe think I'm better than him. And he's like, yeah, 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 like that, like that. And I was like, okay. And I'm like, I think I got it, I think I got it. And so I walk off frame and I walk into camera again and I deliver it. And they're like, great, let's move in for a close up. And I'm like, uh, that was, did I take the note? Did I do wow. good? Am I okay, boss? And so clearly it was, uh, I went up to him and I was like, am I okay? And he was like, you're great. You're great. And so it was really comforting. It was very, a very positive environment. Um, it was, um, um, what's the word? Supportive. It was uh, really supportive, which you kind of don't expect from a hit show. That's so kind of snarky. <laughs> um, have you been, have you been spotted in public by fans of the show? So, yes or no, um, I, uh, my neighbors and I have a, like a little text thread for, you know, when emergencies and stuff happen and they don't even know I'm an actor and they were all watching it together. Oh, and so wow, I got wow. this crazy uh, text from my neighbors like, holy mother of Jesus, what <laughs> the, you didn't tell us you're on the greatest show on television. <laughs> It was, it was pretty awesome. That's amazing. So now, now they probably then, yell at um, you across the street I, whenever they see. I had you. a group of. <laughs> <laughs> I can do whatever I want. <laughs> uh, I I had some some people. I've had some people sort of stare at me, and I can tell they kind of want to say something. And so I'm in that early stage. Also, I wear glasses, and I don't on the show. So maybe. I, they don't recognize me. I don't know. Uh, or I pull my my hair's not down, then I become a different person. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> um, James, I I don't know if you know this about Kiff, but he um, 
he's a dog lover and he's designed a strategy game connected to dogs called Dogville. So we want people to check that out. But I also do want to make the recommendation that I don't think we have an I think you should leave strategy game yet. And it, it could be broad or it could be particular to this sketch and sort of like the chance cards could be like you put your hand on dog shit or um, the Mater D's already seen the picture, um, lose one spot or something. I'm just throwing that out there. <laughs> <laughs> an idea that's awesome that's awesome oh. I, you know it's funny because i've actually created board games for movies um, mm. like for my feature i made a a dumb little drinking game for my feature so it was already which was like 10 years ago so the 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 worlds have already collided for me i i'm you never you got my uh juices flowing i'll i'll get back to you I'm I'm ready. Yeah. Um James, I have I have most of my questions um <laughs> out of the way. So I, I wanna know what deep ones you have still. Um yeah, well I um I feel like you covered most of the things I was gonna ask about. I guess so going back a little bit, you mentioned so you didn't have very long between uh learning you got the part and then going and uh recording or filming, I guess. Uh, did did you um, like gain more of the script, and did you have any like prep to kind of like once you saw more about what what your role was going to be, like what? How do you prepare for something like this, where the show is so off the wall, and you're kind of this character that that is could go any number of directions? Yeah, you know, I. I, when I got the script, I really just tried to like get over the jokes, like not laugh at them anymore, but also like try to understand why they're there. Like some of them are really weird. I, there's a line that was cut um, where at one point I, 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 I sit down on the side, I sit down on the side of the road and I, um, I grab a dandelion and I, and he's like, <laughs> and I'm like, as I'm reading the script, I'm like, what? <laughs> what does this have to do with the with the story? And I, my line is like, uh, it's just a dandelion. <laughs> like, <laughs> why is this in the script? And so, like, trying to figure out ways to like find out how it's funny, um, mm -hmm. make sure that I deliver it in a way for you know, like, find a uh, an intention that makes it real for me like why would i be defensive about plucking a dandelion <laughs> um and then if, uh you know you don't know it's going to be cut right but really uh was about like due to the repetition and a little bit of the uh, um uh, uh mirroring in the dialogue i i worked just like a dog to make sure that i was completely off book I did not want, I wanted to come, I, I knew that I was going to be working opposite, opposite a celebrity. I really wanted to make a great impression, obviously. And so like the last thing you want to do is appear un, un, unprepared. And I have to say, like, uh, I, I, I remember like the last take, I messed up one of my lines. Uh, and uh, the, uh, the girl, the woman on um, the, the script supervisor, she was like, blah, 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 barked my line at me. And I was like, oh, I almost made it in my head. I was like, I almost <laughs> came across like a perfect actor. Uh, but um, it was, uh, like I said, it was a really supportive environment. And so, um, uh, it, you know, you, you, you have to sort of imagine what world you're going to be in in order to sort of um, create this arc that your brain follows as you're in the scene. And so I had envisioned us in the back, uh, like on a, like on a busy street. Like I thought the car had been parked up on a, uh, like up on the sidewalk, like not just a driveway, but like I had this whole other image in my head. And, uh, and then of course, when you get there, it's not that, but I think that that helps anyway, because it, it gives your, 
a, your brain sort of a familiar path as you're sort of, you know, when you memorize lines, they just sort of pop back into your head at the right moment. And it's just like we think of a thought, and I mean, not to tell you guys how to remember or whatever, but like, or what it means to actor, but like, like, uh, you know, the, uh, the, you know, when you're thinking of something in the moment, like I'm thinking of these things now, lines become the thing you think of in the moment. And so if you, if you really memorize them and you try to memorize them kind of flat, just sort of without any inflection, that's a really great way to know that you have them down and then you know then you start to color them and imagine what the director might want i remember i was doing an episode of criminal minds and i was like i swear to god my character is flirting with this woman but there was nothing in the script about flirting but i was like i'm just gonna play with it because maybe they'll want me to do it and so i go into the audition and i I did the locks straight and the director was like, that was great. Could you try flirting a little? And I wow. was so prepared for that, that it was, it was like, a, I, I booked the part that moment, right? I think that is to really sort of let, explore what could it be and then memorize it flat. And then once you're solid with it, then you start playing. But I mean, I think I probably had, now that I think about it, it was about four days. Uh, no, I'm... Well, I didn't get the script immediately. So I guess I booked it and then it was probably a week. And then I got the script a, a few days before. Mm. And I'm like, it's 10 pages. What are they thinking? <laughs> I feel like... Although, I'm lucky. I have, I have three friends who are in... Oh, oh sorry. No, no, no. I'm please continue. I'll, I'll, let me quick finish the thought. I have four friends. Awesome. Um, I have four friends who are in sketches in, in third season. Um, one of them is in, um, uh, such a great sketch. Uh, um, I'm going to get his name wrong. I want to say Barry Barsley, Barley, yes. Barley. Yes. It's, a, it's, a, it's a news reporter who goes to his phone whenever he loses his arguments. Yes. That one absolutely kills me. It is filled with some of the funniest lines I've ever heard. And my friend plays one of the journalists who gives him this beautiful deadpan look. Oh, I love and it. And then Amazing. another friend was in a sketch that was entirely cut. Oh, no. And oh. then I have two who both got in the same sketch. I know. And then um, two friends who both got in the same sketch, which is the um, the cigar one. The names always escape me. They're both in the cigar sketch. Mm-hmm. But there are two women in the office meeting at the very beginning. And, driving uh, crooner. One of their lines, one of them got hand cut, and the other one got cut down to one line. So I was driving crooner. Thank you. It's such a great <laughs> sketch. Oh uh, and so uh, uh, I was just grateful that my sketch wasn't cut, and that I still had lines by the time uh, it made it to the to the you know made it on the air. <clears throat> it's just strange to me that the episode they're fifteen minutes long. Why do they need to cut a ten minute sketch down? when they could easily do 30 minutes but they know what they're doing so i uh, who am i to you know <laughs> correct them maybe yeah. someday we'll get a uh, extended i think versions. i went off on a tangent but... yeah that'd be really fun to watch oh i hope so i've I've heard they've done that just for a couple sketches i believe um, I, i'm trying to rem- and i think okay. it was at that um at the event they had in la yeah James. i'm trying to remember I think they did some extended versions. Yeah, yeah. I think that's the, and they've they were oh. screened them there and then never released them, uh, yeah. which is like uh, a great frustration of wow. our lives. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh man, James, do you have any? I have one one final question. I don't know if you have anything you wanna. Um, ask before we get there uh yeah my well my one question is just um you know so you said you grew out your hair like during the pandemic in the last few years uh have you ever gotten it caught in a car while it was on your sidewalk or it was this uh uh just pure acting no experience (laughs) not in the past few hours Good, good. Okay, that's good. I think uh, uh, it, 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 
when you first get when your hair first gets long it is the most annoying thing in the world because you you can't put it in a ponytail and but then it gets really long then it's like sticky on your back i don't know how people deal with it i think i'm i'm i i feel like i have to keep it long now because there's i've started something here but um i'm trying to find some of middle ground more my speed as you see when you saw my headshots i've had i've never i could never grow my hair out it's just it grows out but somehow i guess i never left the house for three years so and uh my pandemic hair listeners can't can't tell here but mine is down past my butt crack um and uh it it can have issues. It gets caught no way. SUVs all the time. No, I am joking, but uh, I did have long hair for a period of my life, but not in a ponytail. I just had it oh. wild and crazy. Um, oh wow! As a as a <laughs> youth, um, but um, so and I, I did want to throw this out, Kiv. You've been a, a lifelong actor. You're like a real professional. Um, in addition to your screen work, you've done a, a ton of work on stage. Um, for people who are fans of the show, or or for anybody, if you had to recommend one of your performances in something else, um, what would you want people to see you in? I mean, it would probably be Be Cool Scooby-Doo. Okay, I um, love Scooby Doo. So I, I gotta uh, check it out. Episode was written for me. I, I mean, wow. it's it's crazy. Like we grew up on this thing, and it's mm -hmm. still happening. <laughs> and a, one of my dear friends um, um, was hired to be a writer on the show, recon to reconceive the show, and he wrote the lead role. And I had um, literally no voiceover experience at the time. Wow. And I walked into this studio and it's like all the heavy hitters, like the guy who's been playing Scooby since the beginning and, and Fred, um, the guy that, um, uh, uh, what's his name? Matthew Lillard was there. Oh, Kate, wow. Mikuchi and, uh, Gray Delisle wasn't there, but she, uh, was, um, uh, she, she was phoned in later and, um, then uh uh, the, uh oh, oh and then in my episode was also andrea no not andrea martin lorraine newman and so uh, uh <laughs> sorry um uh and so i'm sitting there and it's it's like a table read with we have mics and we've got scripts and we're basically like reading these reading the script uh like just playing with it, it i i can't even describe but like we in a lot of cartoons, you you don't play opposite your actor. You hear their ear and you throw in your lines. But this was all of us reading together, and uh, you know, like I said, that rising tide. We it just it created this wonderful history, and the script was so funny. And uh, uh, so even though you don't get to see my face. Um, uh, my weird voice is in it, and it's uh, and it's one of the funniest things I've ever done. That sounds fantastic. Definitely one of uh, oh, Kevin. I think you're you're on your sounds not coming through. Sorry. Sorry. Can you hear me now? Yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say. I think we were talking about Frank Welker, yeah. who has this crazy voice career. He's done like. Um, curious george's yes. voice and transformers yeah. voices i mean he's like an absolute legend so that that's unbelievable yeah it's crazy to think that this year old man is playing fred <laughs> yeah like, <laughs> or matthew lillard who plays him in the real you know where he used to play him in the real uh the live action and the voiceover and then Very. I love Kate Micucci from um, from her days up with um, uh, 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 Simon and not Simon and Garfunkel. What are they called? Garfunkel oh, and Oates. Yeah, Garfunkel and Oates. Yes. Um, so uh, again, we we had some audio. I know people who are listening. We've had some sort of audio delay, but Kif, you've been so amazing today and and forthcoming. Um, 
I, I think people are really going to treasure this episode. Uh, I feel like they kind of owe you tuition for some of the um, acting Definitely. Um, <laughs> advice you, you passed along. But if anything comes up <laughs> later, um, that, that didn't come through, please reach out to us. We could either have you back on or just um, give out your information. And, and we really want to thank you for being here. You, you were truly amazing. I has been such a total pleasure. I've been nervous about this all day. I can't oh, believe oh no. how uh, I'm really sorry about my weird internet connection. I don't know. I'm sure it's my fault. And so allow me to no. apologize to all of you who are like, what is it? Maybe it's my earbuds. I don't know. I don't know. But no. anyway, thank you and for all, your patience. And all the stuff came through. We, we, we really heard all the sort of magic you, um, told us about so um the listeners are very lucky to hear this today (laughs) Uh, i was lucky to be here it's such a pleasure meeting both of you our pleasure thank Thank you thank you so much for being on it's been great talking to you thank you kev well welcome back to that's a chunky um yeah i i know we were having weird audio but he was so good i just wanted to power through yeah fantastic he was he was a great guest and had a lot of like well i loved hearing all of his insight about the you know the sketch itself and the process and his it was really interesting hearing his process on like preparing for it and preparing for for roles in general very great great to hear yeah and one of the big takeaways clearly from that is um Vinod would probably love the uh, contact info of that therapist slash stripper. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, I, it's so, so from his description, it sounded like she started as a stripper and then spent so much time sort of consoling and, and you know, helping people out uh, <laughs> part time in that, that she decided to go into therapy. So, you know, probably good training. I mean, yeah, I'm sure there's overlap in the skills required and I have no... <laughs> I'm not even no contempt for that person at all. I'm no, sure. I I couldn't Amazing. do either of those careers, let alone both. Yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, as you guys know, um, we've sort of had um, threads has entered our world to rival Twitter. And James, are you, are you posting on both still? Yeah, yeah, I'm posting on both. Uh, sometimes the same thing on both, and sometimes uh, different things on both. <laughs> Going a little more left on threads, maybe? <laughs> well, <laughs> I feel like the conversation on threads is a lot more uh, about threads. <laughs> There's a lot of, uh, you know, self-referential stuff on there. Uh, so. That makes sense. Yeah. Yeah, and in case, like, either... In case like Zuck or Elon Musk kills the other person in a cage match, you can just keep posting on the other one. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's good. Um, I'm also posting on there at That's a Chunky. Uh, I, um, in terms of posting memes, I'm like a solid like zero out of ten. <laughs> You're just getting straight straight text from me. <laughs> um, I did think I nailed that. Uh, that. Um, Elon, you flinch. Now your dad has to marry his stepdaughter. I thought that perfect. was perfect. Yep. Yeah, that was perfect. It. I'm just going to retire on that one, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, we we are uh, getting to the point. I've sort of, um, a lot of the people I really wanted to talk to from season three, um, I've booked and, and we've talked to. So uh, listeners, if you have somebody you're dying to hear from, um, I feel like there's a lot of actors in season three. Um, a yeah. lot of sketches in seasons one and two would sort of, I think, uh, focus on one or two actors. And obviously Tim was a lot of them, but I feel like there's a lot of people we could talk to from this season. Uh, and we're going to try to get to a lot of them. Um, but if you're dying to hear from somebody, please let us know. I'm, I'm also, I wonder if Kiff's friend who's, sketch was cut is legally allowed to talk because i would love to hear um sort of that story that that would be amazing yeah that would be really really interesting to hear um but yeah um james do you have anything for listeners before we go um well yeah not really i although i really just wanted to reiterate or like uh uh repeat the something that 
um, Kiff said about his sketch, which was, which I didn't really pick up on, but is totally true, which is, is kind of cool, is that the sketch starts out where Will Forte's character is like the person who people like think is out of place and should leave. Um, but then from his character's perspective, yeah. Kiff's character or is the one who like needs to leave and is like ruining things, which, uh, it's like, yeah, kind of playing, playing with the, um, structure a little bit in a interesting and, and fun way. Uh, so I was really, I thought that was very cool that he pointed that out and it totally rings true and, and makes the sketch that much more interesting, uh, which is great. Yeah. And I, I, that sketch holds a um, sort of weird um, place in my heart because I, I I live in a small town that doesn't have a ton of sidewalks. Um, and uh, I was like the primary caregiver for my daughter for a while um, when she was very young. My wife had to go back to work and um, I we would just go for walks. Like things weren't easy for her. She really liked to be in a, on a walk in a stroller. And there were so many cars that would park across the sidewalk. Um, and I sort of wish I had the foresight to uh, to go under them. Yeah. Um, but yeah, sometimes I'd be in the street and a car would come along very quickly. And it's like, just, you know, um, great, great disservice to the United States pedestrian <laughs> community for these uh, yeah. people parking across the sidewalk. So, yeah. Um, yeah, and especially bad for anyone with a ponytail, obviously. You know, uh, you broke the rules. I'm not the one who's going to leave worse <laughs> off. Yeah. Um, I I also want to throw out. I I think the line uh, when he freaks out and then he says, "I thought you said with hurting." Yes, I think that's so really funny because so no one funny. would ever say with right. hurting. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, Will Will Forte is um incredibly funny i always loved him on snl he was always sort of offbeat um yeah. i think his most popular character was sort of like the politician who was really soft-spoken um which wasn't my favorite will forte but it, i mean it's clearly very funny um but yeah I'm, I'm excited to think that um we might see him continually throughout the i think you should leave universe yeah, definitely i'm also like thinking yeah from from just Kiff's sort of on TV performance and then hearing that he kind of nailed it with very little, um, very few takes, like hopefully we'll see him back. And yeah, definitely. would love to see that. Well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that's all I got for today. Um, if you want to read my tweets, I'm on Twitter at Elon Musk. <laughs> I'm on thread. I should have said I'm on thread that Elon Musk. That would have been, a, that would have been a more meta joke. Um, <laughs> that that was pun intended um <laughs> yeah uh, but that's us signing off that's chunky night that's a chunky has always been supported by the etsy shop of swayzine s-w-a-y-z-i-n-e uh, in the past you've seen his amazing motivational posters his um at the nighthawks diner featuring characters from i think you should leave uh you also know his vintage jazz posters of paul buffano marcus the worm hicks and mookie kramer um swayzine has a ton of new items in his shop we wanted to let you guys know about um, those three jazz posters have been turned into uh, attractive t-shirts the marcus hicks in blue the mookie kramer in green paul buffano in white he has a uh, very affordable uh, Bozo the Clown clown pewter sticker that you can put on your computer. Um, there is a Baby of the Year bib and onesie. Uh, he has Angels and Archways t-shirts, um, as well as uh, two new posters, one featuring Dangerous Nights, um, which is being framed and put on my wall, and an amazing portrait of uh, Brian from the uh, hat sketch, the insider trading sketch. Um, but the whole point of me re-recording this ad was to tell you about maybe the most innovative, I think you should leave product I've seen. 
in my time doing this podcast, which is actual Dan Flash's shirts. So this isn't like a t-shirt that says Dan Flash on the front. This is a short or a short sleeve polo or a long sleeve uh, collared shirt that has the pattern Tim Robinson is wearing in the Dan Flash's sketch, uh, affordably placed at $30. I know when I went um, to the Dan Flash's stores at the Creeks, I spent $800 out, out the door and um, didn't eat for a long time, uh, saving my per diem. Um, but if you go to etsy.com slash shop slash Swayzine, again, Swayzine is S-W-A-Y-Z-I-N-E. Um, you can own these shirts yourself. Um, and we want to thank uh, Reggie from Swayzine for his support of That's a Chunky. Mm-hmm.